0: Okay, hello people, this is, uh, welcome to Voices in the Mirror, our new podcast. I'm, uh, Zach of the band Zachariah Project, and we are, well, the Zachariah Project is spreading love,
1: joy, and peace through the power of music, action, unity, and
0: spirit. So... Today, okay, so on the podcast we're doing different things, some days I'm just, uh, I'm introducing and presenting some of my music, Um, other days I've been doing some stories and some discussion of stories, Um, today I'm going to get into a discussion
1: about music, Um, calling it a philosophy of
0: music, or music philosophy because we're going to take a look at um, a couple of different philosophers, Friedrich Nietzsche and Arthur Schopenhauer who were 18th, 17th century uh, philosophers of German, and you know, I think Austrian, anyone possibly both German, I
1: don't know anyways, they uh, were crucial in the uh, existential
0: movement beginning and Anyway, they got into, they did, both did a phenomenal job and had a great respect and love for the, uh, the art form of music. Uh, Schopenhauer went as far as the saying that, uh, music, he called music the, the universal language. That's pretty deep. I mean, how much further can you get? The universal language. And, uh. They talk about uh, Nietzsche had some fascinating ideas. He, he said, I know at one point I remember reading that he said all his, his philosophy could be reckoned as music, and uh, Zarathustra was a dancer. Anyway, the Dionysian drama and the Apollo. But uh, for now, okay. So and then later I may I want I've also been doing some research on music as uh, healing. Uh, as a spiritual force, as healing, and as a force in social movements, as a social force as well as a uh, spiritual, because I was listening to a podcast the other day, I'm going to get deeper into this later after I cover the philosophers, um, on um, the connection between like movements or agents of change or revolutions or you know any kind of pretty much all movements have their even tribal movements have their, their roots and have their ties to music to certain rhythms to certain styles of music to message um, so anyway uh, one of the questions that so we're going to get deeper into that like some of that Discuss some of the very interesting ideas in there. And uh, so Nietzsche posed a question: As far as music, in music, what is the role of image and concept? Bam image and concept in music Schopenhauer went as far as to say he, he, he called music the highest of the arts and the closest to uh, a representation of the will itself of the world itself Like his book is called The World as Will and Idea and at one point he said the world as music so yeah I like to think of the world as music. There's a river of sound, you know, it's flowing down from heaven. Crystal river of love. But anyway, we'll get back to it. I'm going to listen to what these philosophers have to say. uh, Peace, love, love, joy, peace, power, music, action, unity, and spirit, peace.
2: Have been trying to understand for centuries, to define and explain its metaphysical origins of only the limited capacity of language, and to attempt to encapsulate its complete stirrings in words. This could be seen as something obsolete, but not from the likes of Schopenhauer and Nietzsche. I am myself a musician, so this topic of philosophy has always been of high interest to me. So to any other music connoisseurs out there, I hope you enjoy the video. Nietzsche and Schopenhauer are two of many philosophers that not only took music seriously, but also heavily admired its presence, as many know of the famous quote from Nietzsche, Without music, life would be a mistake. Schopenhauer, on the other hand, developed what you could call a theory of music. He fundamentally saw music as being the highest degree of universal language. Being representative of the objective will, and how its superiority above all other art forms is that it is not the replica of phenomena, but the Mm innermost soul of all phenomena.
0: Now, the highest degree of universal. innermost soul of and all phenomena like the thing itself, the highest thing all life is considered the will and this philosophy so uh, pretty heavy uh, heavy value embodied
2: music, so we're going to listen to some more from them. He was not only heavily influenced by Schopenhauer's view of the will, but also by his theory of music. He talks about it in the birth of tragedy in chapter 16, when asking the question, how is music related to image and content? Schopenhauer touched upon this question in his own analysis, and his answer played strong influence on Nietzsche's vision towards music. Schopenhauer wrote the following in World as Will and Representation. So sit back comfortably, this is quite a long quotation. Music, if regarded as an expression of the world, is in the highest degree a universal language that is even related to the universality of concepts, much as those are related to particular things. Yet its universality is by no means that empty universality of abstraction, but it is quite a different kind. It is united with thorough and unmistakable distinctness. In this respect, it is like geometrical figures and numbers, which are the universal forms of all possible objects of experience and are a priori applicable to them all, yet are not abstract but perceptible and thoroughly definite. All possible effects, stones and manifestations of the will, all the events that occur within man himself are included by the reasoning faculty in the wide, negative concept of feeling, can be expressed by the infinite number of possible melodies, but always in the universality of mere form without the material, always only according to the in itself, not the phenomenon, as it were the innermost soul of the phenomenon without the body. This close relation that music has to the true nature of all things can also explain the fact that when music suitable to any scene, action, event or environment is played, it seems to disclose to us its most secret meaning, and appears to be the most accurate and distinct commentary on it. Moreover, to the man who gives himself up entirely to the impression of a symphony, it is as if he saw all the possible events of life and of the world passing by within himself. Yet if he reflects, he cannot assert any likeness between a piece of music and the things that pass through his mind. For as we have said, music differs from all the other arts by the fact that it is not a copy of a phenomenon, or more exactly, of the will's adequate objectivity, but it's directly a copy of the will itself, and therefore expresses the metaphysical to everything physical in the world. The thing in itself is every phenomenon. Accordingly, we could just as well call the world embodied music as embodied will. This is the reason why music makes every picture, indeed every scene from real life and from the world, at once appear in enhanced significance, and this is, of course, all the greater. The more analogous its melody is to the inner spirit of the given phenomenon, it is due to this that we are able to set a poem to music as a song, or a perceptive presentation as a pantomime, or both as opera. Such individual pictures of human life sets in a universal language of music are never bound to it or correspond to it with absolute necessity, but stand to it only in the relation of an example chosen at random to a universal concept. They express in the distinctness of reality what music asserts and universality in universality of mere form. For to a certain extent, melodies are like universal concepts, an abstraction from reality. This reality and hence the world of particular things. Furnishes what is perceptive, special, and individual. The particular case both to the universality of the concepts and to that of the melodies. These two universalities, however, are in a certain respect opposed to each other, since the concepts contain only forms, first of all, abstracted from perception, so to speak, is stripped off outer shell of things. Hence, they are quite properly abstracted. Music, on the other hand, gives the innermost kernel perceiving all form or the heart of a thing. Even other examples of the universal expressed in a poem could correspond in the same degree to the general significance of the melody assigned to this poem. And so the same composition is suitable to many verses, hence also the border. But that generally a relation between a composition and a perceptive expression is possible is due, as we have said, to the fact that the two are simply quite different expressions of the same in the nature of the world. Now, when in a particular case such a relation actually exists, that's when the composer has known how to express in the universal language of music the stirrings of the will that constitute the kernel of an event, then the melody of the song, the music of the opera, is expressive. But the analogy discovered by the composer between these two must have come from the immediate knowledge of the inner nature of the world, unknown to his faculty of reason. It cannot be an imitation brought about with conscious intention by means of concepts. Otherwise, the music does not express the inner nature of the will itself, but merely imitates its phenomena inadequately. Already imitated music does this. Now, there is quite a lot to unpack in this, but I will get straight to the main point. Music is not the replication of phenomena or the physical in reality because music is produced, in Schopenhauer's view, by the stones of the will which create feelings, emotions and so on. This is not the same as phenomena, because phenomena, in this sense, is based in the physical, not the metaphysical, which is that where the will resides. What I love about this is that the justification of Schopenhauer's theory for why music is the highest pre-universal language, or the superior to any other art, is that true music is not produced by replicating phenomena, because that is what negates the will and creates imitating music which, in the process, reduces the potency of the phenomenon itself. A great analogy he gives is when he talks about music being like geometrical figures and numbers. In this, he is simply talking about the universality of music in its expression. That different melodies, formulated by different stirrings of the will within us, represent different emotions, because objective emotional response this is why he says that the universality of music is not simply abstraction, but of distinctness and thorough feeling and perception, just like how geometry and number are thorough, universal, and distinct. This entire view of Schopenhauer on music is something Nietzsche picks up on when he's talking about the new man in an Euripidean Greek tragedy, which is produced after Socrates, the rational, theoretical man. Of scientific spirit whose influence ruined Greek tragedy. The new Dithyram sacrilegiously degraded music into an imitative counterfeit of phenomena, of battle for example, or a storm sea, and thus robbed it of all its mytho poetic power. But if it seeks to delight us solely by compelling us to seek superficial analogies between a process in life and nature and certain rhythmical figures and musical sounds, If our intellect is supposed to be satisfied by the recognition of those analogies, we can no longer be in a condition to respond to the mythical. For the myth wishes to be seen as a unique example of a universality and truth that gazes into infinity. True Dionysiac music is just such a general mirror of the universal will. Every concrete event reflected in this mirror is immediately broadened out for our emotions into the illustrations of an eternal truth. Conversely, any such concrete event is immediately stripped of all mythical character by the tone painting of the new dithyron. Now that music has become the paltry replica of a phenomenon itself, this poverty is such that it reduces the phenomenon to our consciousness so that now, for example, a battle imitated by music is exhausted in march rhythm, battle cries and song, and our imaginations permit to go no further than these superficial features. Thus, time painting is in every respect the opposite of the mytho poetic power of true music. It renders phenomena poorer than they are, while Dionysiac music extends and enriches the individual phenomena into an image of the universe. Nietzsche also wrote the following, and I would like you when analysing and reading and listening to guess how old he was when he wrote this. God has given us music so that above all it can lead us upwards. Music unites all qualities. It can exalt us, divert us, cheer us up, or break the hardest of hearts with the softest of its melancholy tones. But its principal task is to lead our thoughts to higher things, to elevate, even to make us tremble. The musical art often speaks in sounds more penetrating than the words of poetry, and takes hold of the most hidden crevices of the heart. Song elevates our being and leads us to the good and the true. If, however, music serves only as a diversion or as a kind of vain ostentation, it is simple and harmful.
0: yeah, Zach, Zach arrives back, the, uh, man, they covered a lot of ground, that's really got the juices flowing here, Um, infinite melodies, music representing the heart of things, Hmm. infinite melodies, and melodies defined, uh, basically, expression of the world. Melodies are universal language of concepts. Music is created from the stirring of the will, the stirring of the will, the true nature of all things. Music is regarded as an expression of the world, an expression of the will. Feeling and is contained in infinite melodies, or represented, I should say, with infinite melodies. What is the role of image and concept? Image and concept. Love it. Music's highest goal. At the end, that beautiful letter, or that beautiful writing of Nietzsche's where he's talking about uh, the highest goal of music should be to elevate, to rise us up. It was a gift from God. Um, So, yeah, and then he gets into the, uh, so the Dionysian music and the Apollyon. Apollo contains the forms, the structure, the Dionysian is the chaotic, the creative. The, the tension of those two together can only propel the music higher. Even though obviously, I mean, a sacred yes is needed for the game of creation. on an eternal onwards for the dionysian drama for the game of creation a sacred yes is needed Zarathustra was a dancer so I'm just talking about Nietzsche now I'm getting a little into some of the stuff that I used to know or that I do know some of the things that have really stuck with me from studying his works um, It goes back to my concepts uh, the river of sound but what I was going to say is uh, anarchy squared which is chaos within the order the balance of freedom and structure freedom and law freedom and rules music above all else seeks to be free this is its, in, this is its real goal Freedom is required. The true artist is free, and not bound by the structures, they only, are only tools. For the game of creation a sacred yes is needed, An eternal onwards for the Dionysian drama Dionysian Dionysus was the god of uh, music, he was a god of music, uh, fertility, wine, basically in some ways sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you could say, but um, much more than that, but it was a yes-saying spirit, this was crucial in Nietzsche's philosophy, um, so yeah, I don't know, I want to play my guitar now, I think. But I want to show you. I'm going to end with a. I'm going to add a little quotation here from another guy. Quotation here from. Me. So yeah, I was talking about anarchy squared. Basically, uh, basically building off an idea from from all, from all my studies, but it's, it comes from Nietzsche. Really, he uh, the Apollo representing the rational side of man the dionysian representing the instinctual the willing the daring side of the person right to be a harmonious totality of these two separate warring you know dualities not necessarily warring but to be a to be able to contain within oneself Two you know opposing views, two of two opposing set of values, and to be able to bring you know a unity out of that is like the highest form of living or what the, the goal should be the goal of a philosopher of the future as he used to call them. Um But anyways, I'm gonna go with this one. This is Frederick Nietzsche, one of my state favorites, and it's the whole thing right here. One must still have chaos in oneself to be able to give birth to a dancing star. Ha <laughs> that tickles me pink, because Arthustra sure was a dancer. One must still have chaos in oneself to be able to give birth to a dancing star. Just talking about creation. I look at that in terms of music, you know, the chaos, the conflict, in writing as well in storytelling, um, it's on these that we are able to rise. The trials and tribulations, the chaos. So I want to give birth to dancing stars. I want to be a creator, like God his image I think I'm gonna call a new song Dancing Star See how this goes on the drums Zachary Project Spread love, joy, and peace Through the power of music, action, unity, and spirit Alright So here we go
3: It all. He's my brother And I love him with all my heart We lost some time together Now we got us a brand new start I once told Jesse, thank you Help saving my brother's life She said that we saved each other Yeah, my brother's got a beautiful wife my brother's got a beautiful wife, and my brother's got a beautiful wife, and my brother's got a beautiful wife. And you can see it in their faces. The Lord is shining so bright. And eyes on the water after a cold Michigan night. After a cold Michigan night. Joshua, he's is a builder And like Trump, Grandpa Trump, God rest his soul Working hard and playing hard And it takes his toll So he's touching that missing piece of love to make him whole Now that he found her They sang long live rock and roll Long live rock and roll. Long live rock and roll. Long live rock and roll. so she's a woman, kind and beautiful heart. She was in trouble. She was looking for a brand new star. Born and raised in Michigan, where the winters are so cold. Of, she got that fire of love. Sun has only been around after a cold Michigan night. Two became one. Two became one. I said two became one. Hey, 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 hey. she's my sister now I ain't never
0: had one I gotta get out of here 10 minutes, holy mackerel See it in their faces Two became one Aww, wow,
3: Set am something. i yeah. Since